2: starts to leak, or your floors really squeak. you in a money
3: pit,
4: money pit. If your basement needs a pump, or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit, money pit.
5: Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I got an 888
4: money pit. The money pit is presented by Home Advisor. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast
0: and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Hey, what are you working on this beautiful weekend? If it's your house, you're in the right place. We are here to help. Coming up on today's program, it's almost time to send those kids off to college. So if you're shopping for your college students' home away from home, we're going to have some tips this hour on some dorm essentials that will offer a
2: function, flair, and free up some extra space. And older windows have their charms, but they come with their challenges, too. We're going to explain how to free those windows when they get stuck and keep them free without damaging the panes or shattering the glass.
0: Plus, storms that pop up in late summer and early fall can be the most severe and cause the most damage. We'll have tips to stay storm-ready in just a bit.
2: But first, we want to know what you are working on. Give us a call this summer weekend. We want to give you a hand with whatever it is you've got going on at your money pit. We're standing by to help you out.
0: The number is one eight 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 money pit 888 3974 And on a very warm weekend, folks are lining up to chat. What's going on? Leslie, who's first?
2: Andrew in Iowa, what can we do for you today?
6: Uh, I have a roof that was redone with Beneridge, and I'm getting snow in my attic, and I want to make the attic a livable space. Uh, and kind of redo it with drywall. And I don't know if I should kind of redo the venterage or if I can do like spray foam insulation before I do it or kind of what my next step would be. And,
0: and you're asking a couple of different questions, so let me kind of break them down. First of all, to stop the snow from coming into your attic, that's a common thing that happens with ridge vents. And so There's a type of vent called a, a filter vent. It's made by Certainty. Their brand is called AirVent. That's their website, airvent.com. And the filter vent has like this mesh inside that lets air pass in and out, but stops the snow and the rain from doing the same. So that's just a factor of having the right type of, of vent product. Now, in terms of making that a livable space, I will say as a, as a, as someone who owns a home where we had the attic completely sprayed with spray foam, I was a, ve- I was very, very impressed with the results. The attic, uh, is really quite pleasant now. And we only use it for storage. I did it for insulation, not for finishing. But the attic is very pleasant in the summer. It's not hot in the winter. It's not cold. It's always ampy in temperature up there. And if you do use spray foam insulation, then you would actually block off all of your vents. You would take them out. You don't need to vent a roof uh, if you're going to spray the underside of it with spray foam. It's a ventless system by its design. So that's that's uh that's an option that you can choose, or you could just put the filter vent in and finish it as it is. But I will say that the spray foam will give you better insulation uh, up there in that space than you could get by using a fiberglass bat, simply because the rafters aren't very deep in, in most cases, and you can't get enough inches of insulation in there.
6: All right. Well, perfect. Thank you. I, I have a lower and upper attic, so it's a lot of space. So I just wanted to make sure I had the right plan before I went. So uh, it sounds like the spray foam insulation is. So thank you.
0: Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 88 Money Pit.
2: Catherine in Michigan's on the line with a basement window question. How can we help you with this project?
5: Yeah, I'm just wondering if block windows are the best option for basement windows as far as security and energy efficiency?
0: Well, block windows are, they may be secure because they're block windows, but they're certainly not energy efficient. And most importantly, they're not Ventable, They don't open.
2: Mm-hmm. Nor are they an egress. You, you, know, you need to have a window that you can escape out of from a basement.
0: Well, if you have living space down there, you need a window that you have to escape out of. But if it's a traditional basement window that's a small window, it's never going to be an egress window. But it sure is nice to have one that you can open to and you can get some ventilation when you have to. So
5: Well, we would get uh, the vents that they put in the middle of the block
7: window.
0: Yeah, still not very big. I don't know. I'm not crazy about block as an option for windows. I I would recommend a a traditional basement window. You can get a thermal pane basement window, very energy efficient. If you need security, then you can install window bars, but just make sure they have an escape mechanism that you can activate from inside so that you can get out through that window if you had to. So, I mean, that's our two cents. If you like the block windows and you think you're going to get enough ventilation out of it, then, then go ahead. But, I mean, for me, I would never put a block window in a basement. I you always use a traditional window. I think that's what people expect in homes. I think doing something different like that could adversely affect my home value. I think I'm going to get uh, the best overall results by doing just that. I hope that helps you out. Catherine, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT.
2: Now we've got Eric in Hawaii on the line who needs help with a roofing question, and Tom and I to come there and help in person. Welcome,
0: Eric. (laughs) How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How can we help you with your cedar roof?
4: Well, it is past its life, um, so I will need to replace it. It's very expensive out here. So I'm wondering, is there any other new products um, that I can put over? I've got skip-sheeted base.
0: Right. You have space sheathing.
4: Yes. So um is there any other products besides the cedar shake that I can go with that style or would I have to sheet it? Or I'm looking I'm looking for affordability.
0: Um all right, maybe is my is my answer. Is that definite enough for you? <laughs> I'm thinking about a product that's a composite roofing shingle that's called Da Vinci Roofscapes. Now these look more like a stone roof, like a slate roof than they do a cedar roof, but they're a tile product. So because they're a tile-like product, I don't know if you need to put a solid plywood sheathing underneath. I suspect that you will not have to. So you may be able to put them on in much the same way that you have with your spaced sheathing on the cedar. How old is that cedar roof, by the way?
4: Unbelievably
6: 30 years old.
0: You know, it's not unbelievable to me, and here's why. The fact that you have it on spaced sheathing means that it was able to dry out from the top and the bottom. You know, cedar's not waterproof, so you wonder, well, why is it actually keep the water out of my house? Well, because it absorbs that water and allows the re- most of it to run off, but the way it lasts as long as it does is it has to be able to dry very easily, and so many people that put cedar roofs on today nail them against tar paper on top of uh, plywood sheathing, and you really can't get any air underneath it. So that's why those roofs last a very short time frame. So I think your options are either to consider a composite roof like the Da Vinci product. You can look online, find them at davinciroofscapes.com, uh, or you consider replacing the, sh- the cedar, or you could go with plywood and a new asphalt shingle roof that looks like cedar. I would price it out all three ways, do a little more homework, and then make the best choice for you. The nice thing about uh, your roof is that it rarely is an emergency. I think you're starting to identify the fact that it's worn. I don't know if you've had any kind of major damage, but generally you can nurse a roof along for a year or two if you absolutely have to, but now is definitely the time to start looking into the options.
4: All right. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome, Eric. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT.
2: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Give us a call at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top rated local home improvement pros for any home project. Go to HomeAdvisor.com.
0: And still ahead, do you have a college student heading off to a dorm very soon? We've got some fun and functional organizational ideas that can help just ahead.
7: You live in a Money
2: Pit.
0: Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-PRO.COM and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's Airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. <laughs>
1: The Money Pit is presented by Loctile, the interlocking and durable DIY flooring system made from 100% recycled materials. Loctile is great for garages, workspaces, or basements, and can transform any space within hours. Visit LoctileUSA.com to learn more. Making good homes better, this
0: is The Money Pit, home improvement show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: We'd love to hear what you are working on or what you're thinking about working on. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can get instantly matched with top-rated pros for any home project and book appointments online, all for free.
2: Now we have got Rosie in Iowa who's got a window question. Hey, Rosie, what's going on? How can we help you?
5: We have Anderson windows, which we just love, the low E gas on the first level. We want to put um, keep the hot sun and the cold out in the wind. We'll put new windows on the third level in the bedroom, right? the guest mm-hmm. rooms. Yep. Can you suggest what type of window? We'd have to do a replacement window.
0: Yeah, Anderson has a replacement window called the 400 Series. It's a tilt-wash window, so like a double-hung that tilts down for cleaning, and it's specifically a replacement window. So you order the window to fit the size of your existing windows there that you're going to replace, and you can order it at the, at the Home Depot. And I think the average cost is about $300 across the country, more or less depending on size and, and features. But that's a good window. It's got high-performance glass in it. It's got low-E4 glass in it.
5: Oh, we just love the ones we put in the basement. You can leave it the window open. You know, I've got plants down there, and it don't even feel warm, the sun.
0: Yeah, take a look at the Anderson 400 Series uh, window at the Home Depot, okay?
5: Well, we were thinking about a cheaper one, like Window World or somewhere like that.
0: Why do that? You've had great experience with Anderson, and the price is pretty fair. I mean, the average price is about 300 bucks.
5: Thank you so much. And that was Series 400.
0: Series 400, 400 series, that's correct.
5: 400 series. Well, now you want to come and put them in for me? <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at it, and I know you love extra money.
0: I can't do that, Della, but I'm sure the pros at the Home Depot could help. Thanks so much for calling us at
4: 888 Money Pit.
2: William in North Carolina is on the line with a mold question. What can we do for you today?
4: Mold and mildew. How do you eradicate it? And um, I've got it. To- on the walls on the uh ceiling which i'm going to pull that out but uh, i've been told different things i mean can you simply try to bleach it off of walls or all
0: right hey william let's start at the beginning tell me about this mold that you're seeing tell me what kind of house you have how old your house is where you're finding the mold how long it's been going on that sort of thing okay talk to us
4: sure it's it's a cabin out in the woods and it It is in the shade. It was built in 1960. Um, and it's, uh, it is a wooden, uh, structure. The walls on the inside are both, uh, wood, uh, knotty pine, and and it's beautiful. Uh, and then the bathroom is where the the real concentration is. That is a, uh, stucco type wall. Um
0: all right, so you have you have a cabin. Does the cabin have heating?
4: It does, yes. Yeah, okay. But it's not used year round? It's not. And unfortunately I, I let I let someone stay here uh for the past year and I don't think they maintained it.
0: Well, typically when you have cabins such as the one that you describe, it will grow mold more quickly than, you know, a place that has a, a, a more typical HVAC system that's properly maintained. And usually what you have to do is go in and thoroughly clean it. Now, there are lots of different products to do that. Um, but it definitely has to be done, and you have to also be very careful because as you're doing this, you could risk uh, releasing those mold spores and also breathing them, which could make you sick. So you need proper cleaning materials, and you need proper uh, ventilation uh, materials so that mask, you are not yeah, breathing certainly. that back in a mask a mask and ventilation uh, tech, techniques like right. for example depressurizing the cabin while you're doing the work so otherwise the mold spores get released to the air honestly it's not a do-it-yourself job although i know a lot of folks that have hunting cabins and that sort of thing will do it themselves but you've got to just be really careful the way you go about this because you can make it worse
4: okay so what what are the materials that are typically used is it a bleach type
0: yeah, usually there's a bleach-type material. It's an oxygen bleach type of a product, or it's a diluted bleach. Um, there are a number of commercial products that are like that that are out there. There's 30-second cleaners is one of them. and uh, And you have to apply it, and you have to let it sit because it will kill the mold spores, and then you rinse it off. But it's a process, you know, and there's a lot of elbow grease involved, and then you have to maintain it. But if you do it once and do it right, uh some of these products will also have like an inhibitor as part of them so that it won't grow mold as quickly in the future. Okay.
4: Yeah, the, the situation I have is because it, it is so deep in the woods that it really does not get any sunlight yeah. during the day. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so yeah, and the way it has been raining here in North Carolina, I think that's just exasperated the, the situation.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, you just gotta, you know, you're just gonna have to do a little more maintenance to try to keep that at bay. But like I say, that those product, the new products have inhibitors in them, so that hopefully that will slow it down. Okay. What What was the
4: one you just said? Thirty minute.
0: Yeah, thirty second cleaner is a good product. Joe Max is another one that's been around for a long time. It's made by Zinser. Just follow the label directions, and I think that you'll be very happy with the result. Okay. Okay. Well, back-to-school time is just about here. And for college-bound kids, that means shopping for dorm room essentials to make sure your scholar has furniture that is functional. Here's a few things to think about.
2: Yeah, first of all, you want to think about tower shelving. Now, it doesn't have to take up much floor space, but it does allow plenty of storage high up. You also want to look for things like storage ottomans. Now, these cubes are perfect for use as extra seating, maybe a side table, and it secretly gives your student a place to stow their stuff.
0: And you can make the most use of every inch of dorm room with underbed storage bins and over-the-top door hanging racks. And if you add in a collapsible laundry bin for their basket, your college-bound kid will be all set. For more tips to help get your kids ready for school, visit MoneyPit.com.
2: Rose in Pennsylvania is on the line who has a problem, and I'm sorry to say in this horrific hot summer, cooling her home. Tell us what's going on.
8: Well, uh, actually, it's just one room. The house is air-conditioned, but we have a room addition uh, that was put on over a concrete porch and below that a basement, and uh, I was told that we couldn't get a um, duct or an outlet into this room, and I heard Richard Terthui from this old house talking. Uh, he was going to talk about a heating and air-conditioning room without ducts, and unfortunately I couldn't stay to listen to it. And I wondered if you could tell me about that.
0: Yeah, that's uh, what Richard was talking about is something that we call mini-split ductless. Now, in a situation like this, a mini-split ductless system would be perfect because, uh, like the name, you don't have any ducts. So you don't have to have a traditional air handler and then ducts that extend into the space. Mini-split ductless consists of a compressor that's outside and then the air handler, which hangs on the wall inside your addition. And there's a refrigerant tube and electrical wires that go from one to the next. And when the thermostat tells it to come on, the mini-split ductless system will come on. It will cool your house and it will also could potentially warm it as well because you can get a mini-split ductless system that's set up as a heat pump as well as just an air conditioner. So you can have additional heat in that space as well as cooling. They're made by a wide variety of manufacturers. Uh, You could take a look at For example, uh, Mitsubishi, Mr. Slim makes one, uh, Fujitsu makes one. uh, And I have one in my office, actually in my studio, and I have one in the studio because it's so quiet, we can be on the radio even with the uh, mini-split ductless uh, running.
8: Well, that's great. And uh, if it had heating, obviously that would be an electrical
0: heating, right? Well, it's a heat pump.
8: Oh, okay, because we have oil heat for the house and air conditioning, but just this one room.
0: Yeah, it's electrical, yeah, but it's a heat pump system. Basically, the difference between heating and cooling when you're using this is a a heat pump reverses the refrigeration cycle so that you get warm air inside as opposed to cold air.
8: Oh, okay, and are there any uh, estimates, like just starting out, what uh, price might be the you know I know it depends on I imagine the how large your room is, but I just wondered you know into the thousands uh, yeah. of course.
0: Yeah, yeah, it will it will be into the thousands. You know, I'm going to say probably a couple of thousand dollars
8: for the unit plus installation.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not inexpensive, but it's a real problem solver. And uh, once you have it, you'll be so much more comfortable. And you'll get the use out of that room, you know. Right now, you can't use the room too much, so you'll get the use out of it.
8: Well, we have the door open and and the air and the cool, I mean, heat comes in uh, somewhat, but you need uh, like a fan in the winter. You need a little heater to add to it.
7: Yeah,
0: this is a perfect solution for you, Rose. Take a look at the mini-split ductless systems. They have to be professionally installed, but it's going to make you much more comfortable in that space.
2: Okay, well, thanks a lot, and I do enjoy listening to you every week. Thanks, Rose. Don't forget you can reach us here with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, right here at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Up next, older windows are more challenging than charming when they get stuck shut, or worse, stuck open. Sound familiar? We've got some tips for working those stuck windows free without causing more damage when The Money Pit continues. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy.
1: The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com.
0: Making good homes better, this is The Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: And The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide. see what others paid for similar projects that's all for free at homeadvisor.com
2: all right now we've got howard from north carolina on the line with a water softening question what can we do for you today
7: well my question really uh, has to do with uh, the easy water water conditioner and i'm making a distinction here between water softening and conditioning because i understand that uh, products that don't use salt really are not softeners but they are conditioners and i think that's really what my need is i have no problem with the um relative softness of the water if you will for cleaning purposes however it is a lime and scale producing water it's municipal water but it comes from a from an artesian well system uh so my question really is uh is this the product on the market? Are there other ones that do much the same thing? How proven is it? Is it you know is something that I can reliably install, or is it uh, still relatively an unproven item? It seems to be a name that's in the market, but I'm not. I, I'm just looking for some endorsement of it, I guess.
0: All right. So um, several years ago, Easy Water was a sponsor of the show. They haven't been for many years, and. Uh, when that happened, they sent me one of their units, and we don't have well water, but I had a friend of mine that did have it, and he installed the easy water system on his main water line as directed and had really miraculous results, and it really got me interested in the technology. and. The way it essentially works is if you can think of a way a magnet works where positive sides repel each other, that's kind of the way easy water works. It, it forces the particles that go through the hard water particles to not stick. That leads to less scale and uh, other types of buildups that stick the pipes and stick the faucets and so, on and so on. So that's basically the way it works. Um, I will say that I do know they have a really good warranty on it. And I think it's like a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty long from what I recall. So I see no reason to tell you not to try it. I've had good experiences with it through uh the the test unit, the demo unit that they sent us. They have a pretty good warranty on it. Um, I'd give it a shot.
7: All right. Thank you, Tom. All
0: right, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight eighty eight Money Pit.
2: Old windows have their charm, but they also have their maintenance headaches.
0: Well, that's right. And one of which is how to get them moving again if they get stuck. So we're going to walk you through how to do just that step by step.
2: Now, it's hard to paint a window without getting it stuck shut. And the adhesive quality of paint is really something to behold.
0: Oh, my gosh. It so is. And you have to be really careful how you free up those stuck windows. Because if you don't do it right, you will damage the windows or break the glass. So there's two ways to break those windows free without breaking the windows in the process. The first thing you want to do is use a wood block, and then you want to tap the inside sash down. Now, the sash is the part that slides up and down, right? So you put this wood block right above sort of that vertical part of the sash, the right and the left sides, and you tap them down. When you're thinking, well, it's already closed, why am I making it like tighter? Well, you're not really, because you're going to sort of flex that window just enough that the paint seam that's glued shut will break free. I've done this hundreds of times and it works almost every single time. And I haven't broken a window yet trying it, <laughs> but as long as you put that wood block on it and give her a good tap, um, that will work. And then if that doesn't work, you can also use a five-in-one painter's tool, right? I mean, I think this is probably a little more work, but People may feel more comfortable doing it, Leslie.
2: Yeah, but you really have to work your way all the way around the sash. So, first of all, you want to cut through the paint seal along both of those vertical sides of the sash and then along the stool at the bottom of the sash and at the meeting rail where the two window sashes meet. Then you've got to gently tap that painter's tool with a hammer between the window sash and the window jam. Here you go, guys, though. As you tap that painter's tool, you want to make sure you have an assistant hold the vacuum hose directly below because there's going to be a lot of paint dust and chips. So, better to sort of contain it all before you make a huge mess.
0: Yeah, and then you can move outside, and repeat the process, just cut that paint seal around the entire sash. Then what you do is slip a flat pry bar underneath the sash directly in line with the window's vertical style then gently push it up until the sash breaks free. And from the inside after that, raise and lower that sash a few times just to make sure that it smoothly slides up and down. You can actually add a bit of talcum powder to the sides of those windows to help it go a little more quickly.
2: James in Ohio has something going on with the driveway. What are you working on?
6: I'm looking at a driveway. It's about 35 feet long, and it's concrete. It's probably 30 years old. And it's got cracks in it, but not real severe. And they have separated a little bit, about a half inch in some of the big slabs. Uh, What I wanted to do was fill the cracks full of tar, and then uh, after a couple of dressings of that, put some asphalt paving on top of it. Uh, just out of the buckets, you know, the dressing. And I wonder if that would work uh, to preserve the cement that's already there rather than replace the whole driveway. What part of the country
0: are we from again? Ohio. So you have, uh, you know, winter. <laughs> and yes. you're talking about taking concrete, sealing uh-huh. the cracks, and then covering it with asphalt sealer? Yes. That doesn't make any sense. That's you don't nice. want to do that at all. Nope. No, it's going to be a mess you're going to, you're going to trap a lot of water in between the two surfaces it's going to look like heck too i mean asphalt sealer is designed for asphalt driveways not concrete driveways okay now, let me give you some other ideas so with a concrete driveway you can repair the cracks there's products that companies like quickcreek make quickcreek make uh that can seal those cracks there's also a resurfacing product that Quickrete make that's called recap and it's one that you can mix up and you can uh, apply to the entire driveway. And it's specifically designed to stick to the old concrete. And it sticks like crazy. You can have it uh, be a smooth finish. You can have it be a broom finish so you have a little uh, a little uh, coarseness of it so it's not uh, as easy to slip when it gets cold and icy. But you definitely don't want to cover concrete with asphalt sealer. It wouldn't work.
6: Well, I tried patching some of the cracks with uh, some of that repair stuff. It lasts about a year, and then it just faked off. It just, just. I mean, it didn't crack or anything else. But.
0: You got to use the right stuff and follow the manufacturer's uh, procedures for it. But this recap stuff is pretty amazing. I've seen how uh, some of the tests done live on how well it sticks to old concrete, and it sticks so well that when they try to pull it off, it usually it actually yanks out chunks of the old concrete with it. <laughs> okay. Stone and all. Sounds okay. good. All right. Sounds good. Good yeah. luck. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
2: We want to hear what you are working on, so give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, right here at 1-888-MONEYPIT.
0: 888-666-3974. Up next, if you notice a big increase in the summer lightning storms, we're going to have tips on how to protect your home's electrical panels from the lightning surge damage after this. You
4: live in a
5: Money Pit.
1: money pit is presented by homeadvisor.com you'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects then get matched to top-rated pros read reviews get quotes and book appointments all for free at homeadvisor.com where home solutions
0: live this is the money pit home improvement show i'm tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Give us a call right now on the Money Pit listener line at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.
2: You can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area, read verified reviews, and book appointments online, all for free.
0: No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. And you've got a couple of pros standing by right now to take your questions, so pick up the phone and give us a call at
2: 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Gloria in Georgia, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Hi, I'm
3: calling about the product Sun Deck. It's also called Cool Deck. And I'm, I really just find it's it's that product It keeps your feet very cool. I had a pool put in, and so when you get out of the water, it's nice and cool on the feet. You don't have the hot cement. But I find it very hard to keep clean. It looks kind of unsightly, and when it rains, it just seems to attract dirt. Prior to the sun deck, I had uh cement, and I found that it dried very quickly. I could take the hose, and it was all very fresh. And this product just tends to hold water. I believe it's an acrylic base. I just wondered. You know, I don't know if I could even have it removed somehow, you know, kind of with some solution or or if there's some suggestion about how to
0: take care of it. Gloria, I don't think you have to remove or strip the Cool Deck paint to get it to, to clean it. Cool Deck uh, is actually made by a company called Mortex, M-O-R-T-E-X. Their website is mortex.com. And they make not only the Cool Deck, but they make a cleaner that can be used on top of that. It's a commercial quality cleaner. So I would go to their website and uh, look up the Cool Deck product, look up the cleaners. Uh, there's a website, there's a, sorry, a link and a telephone number there where you can call and purchase the product. I, I don't think you'll find it in a home center or a hardware store. You may have to go direct, but uh, we have the technology. No need to, uh, to repair <laughs> or replace what you have. You can keep it clean.
3: Well, thank you so much. That's going to be wonderful. I really appreciate your help.
2: Well, each year, the cost of lightning storms adds up to millions of dollars of damage to electrical systems and homes throughout the country. To prevent this from happening to you, it's a good idea to install a surge arrester.
0: Well, that's right. And this is really the initial step for whole house protection because... What it will do is safeguard any hardwired equipment like an air conditioning system or appliance that can't be protected by those plug-in surge devices. Now, you're going to need an electrician to help you get the job done. That's going to be probably a couple hundred dollars service charge in the part, but it could save you a lot of money. And I had a neighbor uh, experience this uh, during a storm. I had surge protection. She did not. And it wasn't obvious right away because she was away. But um, over the first couple of weeks after she got back, we figured out that she had lost two Uh, garage door openers, and she had lost her phone system, her modem and her phone system, and she had lost, what was the other thing? Oh, yes, her computer. So all of that happened because of a lightning strike. And I don't even know if it was a
2: lightning strike, but it was just a surge that blew it all out. Carl in Texas, you've got the money, but how can we help you today?
6: We're leasing a house, and uh, we've been in the house now for almost three years, and uh, getting to the point of trying to decide, should this be the house we buy, or uh, should we be looking elsewhere? And uh, the owner has uh, indicated that he'd be interested in selling. But <laughs> one of the nice things about leasing a house is you find out about all of its good things and all of its not-so-good things. Yeah, um, you
0: get to kick the tires.
6: Yeah. And uh, the, the house was built in uh, the mid-'90s. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's got a few other things that a house that age would have, you know, uh, one of the things that concerned us is that we noticed that in the master bath, it's got tile on the floor. And when you start walking on the floor, you can almost hear the tile crunching underneath your feet. Right. The tile doesn't actually move, um, but uh, you also feel a rise sort of at certain yeah. spots.
0: sounds loose. Well, look, I, I don't think that's unusual with vinyl tile. It's vinyl tile, is that what you said? It's
4: ceramic tile.
0: Oh, it's ceramic tile. Well, okay. First of all, I don't feel it's all that unusual with ceramic tile. It may not have been put down properly. I don't think it necessarily means that the house is moving. It probably points more accurately to a defect in the installation itself. But what you should absolutely do before you consider going further on this house is have a professional home inspector look at it. Because a home inspection that's done consistent with the standards of practice of the American Society of Home Inspectors is going to look at those structural issues, look at the mechanical issues, and trust me, find things that even living in that house that you are completely unaware of. Okay. And that's the best way to kind of know what you're getting into and be able to negotiate from a position of strength
6: and knowledge. Sure. Sure. All right. Thank you. We'll uh, find what we happen to know a few in the in town here and we'll give a guy
2: a call all right thanks so much for calling the money pit still ahead do you ever wish that your house could dust itself Ah, uh, the old magical cleaning dreams where you never have to lift your finger again well we're going to tell you how you can cut down on dust and improve your home's air quality too when the money pit continues after this you
5: live in the money pit
1: That is presented by Quick Creek Fast Setting Concrete Mix in the red bag. Make your next outdoor concrete project quick and easy. Quick Fast Setting Concrete Mix. Look for it in the red bag. Where home solutions live, this
0: is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: And what are you working on this hot summer weekend? If it's your house, you're in the right place because we are here to help. You can call us at 888 Pit with your question, or you can post it online at the Money Pits community page at moneypit.com. And that is what Maggie did, and she's facing a dusty situation.
2: That's right. Now, Maggie writes, when I dust my house in the evening, everything is covered again by the next morning. Could the problem be stemming from the heat pump system? We've had the unit thoroughly cleaned inside and out to no avail. So, yeah,
0: it certainly could be caused by the HVAC system. Uh, and the reason that it probably is redepositing dust around is because you don't have a good filtration system as part of that. So upgrading your filters can make a big difference. Now, you know, you can buy very inexpensive filters for a dollar or two, but they don't stop very much. If you want good filtration, you've got to spend a little bit more. And not a lot more. You could buy a good quality filter for probably five or ten or fifteen dollars. That will do a much better job of holding that dust back. Or you could have an electronic air filter installed and that can stop virus-sized dust particles. I mean, it really works very, very well. So a couple of options right there. And I think that will have definitely have an impact, not only on the air quality, but on how much time you're spending with the housekeeping.
2: Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing, Maggie. Good luck with that. It's a super simple fix. Next up, we've got a post here from Brian. Now, Brian writes, I recently lost power to two rooms in my house. A friend had me test a few things, and he said there's a bad wire somewhere in the wiring. I would hire an electrician, but we're trying to save money right now. So I'm going to have to do this job myself. Is there a device I can use to test the wiring in the house to find the bad wire and how should I go about doing this?
0: Mm, You should not go about doing this.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that makes me super
0: nervous. There's a reason electricians work for several years before they get licensed because it's dangerous. It's hazardous, especially in a situation like yours where you're kind of trying to find a needle in a haystack, Brian. So while I clearly understand your desire to save a few bucks, on this. It's really not a DIY project. It's not the kind of undertaking that you would want to take on on your own. One simple thing that you could do before calling a pro, though, is to pick up an outlet tester. Outlet testers are inexpensive. They just plug in like any other appliance. And there's like three lights on it. And depending on which lights come on. It will tell you at least if your outlets are wired correctly, if they're grounded, if the polarity is correct. But as for determining where the disconnect is, it's definitely going to take some detective work and the skills of a professional electrician. So don't do it yourself.
2: I mean, my goodness, and doing it yourself could cause such damage to you. I mean, it's such a dangerous project. So really take your time, hire a pro, you know, look around the house. Are there other things that are acting up that you can bring the electrician in to sort of group together into one project? So at least you're only paying one service call and, you know, utilizing that hourly fee or whatever it is that they're charging you, you're really then getting the biggest bang for your buck. But it's such a danger if you're not familiar with the process to even think about doing it yourself.
0: And you know what else, too? I mean, what you're seeing is a symptom, right? You lost power to a couple of rooms. It's very possible that that's just like the tip of the iceberg. You know, you could have a wire that's shorting out somewhere. You could have a fire that could be getting ready to start. So it's not always just solving the problem that shows itself. There could be a deeper problem. And that's why you just don't want to do that kind of job yourself.
2: All right, Brian, I hope that helps you out. I hope you don't spend too much money on it, but I promise you the savings in the end could be your life. So definitely money well spent.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending this summer weekend with us. If you've got questions about projects that you're taking on in your Money Pit, if you want to go from Money Pit to Palace, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974, or any time of the day or night, we are always here to take those calls. If we're not in the studio, we will call you back the next time we are. But for now, that is all the time we have. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Remember, you can do it yourself.
2: But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit.
8: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.